Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>you're listening to the superpod hero cast a night shift radio production so todd you have gone on you've gone on record as uh not liking this movie i i have i have and i'm i'm going to be honest with you i have really hauled out why i i've really mm. done some work to haul out why I, spoiler mm. i don't know i will admit uh. it got a little better on the rewatch but there is still something about this movie that rubs me the wrong way I don't think it's misogyny, but I can't say for certain. Is it you and McGregor's shitty American accent? <sighs> it. Mm, I, I don't love. I don't love that character in this movie, and I love you and McGregor. So I don't well, think you're not. I, I'm glad you don't like the psychopath. <laughs> but as a character, he. he yeah, uh, it's a choice. It, he's usually. Well, we'll yeah. save it well, for the episode. Eh, eh, you know. Eh. Hello, and welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 98. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we watched... Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Nope. Or, <laughs> or Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, depending on when you saw it in the theaters. Or now, just Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Yeah, I mean, I think the second part, it's in parentheses, so I think it's like Birdman or the virtue of sure whatever, the, yeah. The unbearable lightness of being or whatever the, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Based Something on like the that. novel Push by Sapphire? No. <laughs> yes. No, I think that's what it is. exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, hey, buddy, here we are. Uh, two from the end of the season. Hard to believe, my friend. And uh, to tease for the end, uh, dear audience, by the end of this episode, you will know the last two movies for the season. Bum, bum, bum. That's what we call in the business a tease. (laughs) But before we can do any of that. That's right. Since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? So, Casey, our beer this evening comes to us like so many of our beers. Mm Mm-hmm. Procured from our good friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township yeah. 5 here in Camillus, New York. Uh, 
you know, walked in and again, like so many, a lot of confidence, a lot of themes to work off in this movie and did not have much of a trouble finding this one. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that I, well, I don't know. There's going to be things in this movie that I'm, that I'm not a fan of, but let me mm. say clearly, I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Full stop. <sighs> Full delight. She is delightful in everything she does, and she handles action sequences really, really well. Um, there's a moment in one of the fights uh, when she's protecting um, Cassandra Kane, Cassandra Kane uh, mm-hmm. where she picks up her iconic baseball bat yeah, and does. does a move where she basically... <laughs> After using the bat on a number of bad guys, bounces it off the floor to knock out another guy. So, our beer this evening is the wonderfully named Bat Flip. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this beer comes to us from Torch and Crown Brewing Company. This is a a brewer that we have not drank on the podcast before. I've never drank it at all. Uh, They're from the New York City area. Uh, they got a pretty interesting story that is too long for me to relate here, but I'll give you like the first paragraph of it. And, I, and this, par- this first paragraph made me want to read more. Growing okay. up in the New York City area, founders Joe Correa and John Dantzler didn't always want to open a brewery. But one night at age 16, fate struck. Both tragically had their fake IDs confiscated at a bar in the East Village. Left with wow. no way to buy beer, the two decided they'd make it. That listen at sixteen yeah. for that to be your next step. Oh, our fake IDs got uh, taken from us. Let's just make the beer. So, having said that, go to their website and read the rest of the story because it's pretty entertaining. Oh yeah, Torch and totally. Crown Brewing Company. Uh, Bat Flip is their spring ale. Um, mm-hmm. This is a uh, very drinkable five point four percent alcohol by volume. Bat Flip is a hoppy golden ale with a pleasant melon aroma and a dry, crisp finish. So, um, I think this is going to be a good choice. Uh, this this so why don't we? Uh, light and refreshing, much like the, how I feel about this movie. Okay, well, let's let's see if this is a perfect pairing. Then, ooh, it's a, pour gently. It's got an aggressive head. Oh boy. Ooh, but I'll, I'll tell you, the aroma coming off as soon as you pour it. Oh, that's just delightful. Oh, yeah, that is. Oh, wow. It's a little hazy, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, well. All right, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. It's a solid, solid beer. That is very tasty. That is a good choice. Not upset Mm -hmm. about that one at all. Holy cow. Good job, Joel. So, yeah, if you are in the uh, greater Syracuse, New York area, got to go check out Branching Out Bottle Shop, the finest beer selection you will find. Yeah. Um, Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple reshoots. Reshoots. Okay. What do you got? Well, one's you. (laughs) I was just bringing up our sheet. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Geez, what was I? Uh, yes. So watching. So this is such a random one. Uh, Jack, our youngest I've shared, is a fan of horror. So yeah. he was watching RuPaul's Drag Race the other night. Oh, they had one of the characters in the in the contest at the end. One of the or one of the contestants uh, was doing a Kathy Bates from Misery impression, and he'd oh, never God. seen Misery. And I was like, listen, first of all, it's a wonderful movie. 
um, you're a fan of horror and Stephen King, so we need to watch this. So we watched this the other night. I cannot remember in what episode you've referenced it. You actually may have referenced it in more than once, but you have talked about how the color of movie blood, the color mm-hmm. palette has shifted over the years. And you've talked about how in the 90s, it was much more often, much more of a vivid, bright red. The the blood... Uh, in- no, more, more... Well, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on the, the studio. Sure. I mean, yeah. So we're watching Misery and, you know, blood happens. And, and it is like primary color red blood. Yikes. And I, my first thought was, oh, my God, this is exactly what Casey's talking about. So mm-hmm. uh, tip of the hat, my friend. Uh, it didn't make – I didn't disagree with you when you said it before, but it didn't hit home as it did but when now we watched 1991's Misery. Yeah. Yep. And now that's in your head. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one comes from our buddy Will. Yes, yes. Uh, he's must have watched The Rocketeer uh, and said, hey, guys, real quick, I got another reshoot. The FBI agent Ed Lorene or Lauren, and you're just not pronouncing the E at the end. I'm not sure. Yep. Uh, I think is also a Star Trek actor. Well, Will, you're absolutely right. I will finish your reshoot, but yes, as soon as I read this, I went, ah, that's where I know this guy from. There are... He was Joshua's father on the episode of Star Trek where Wesley is... uh, Where Wesley killed a kid on... The episode is called The First Duty. Um, Yeah. You're absolutely right. He's Lacona's uh, father. Or no, he's the father of the kid that died. Yeah. We never meet any of the rest of the parents. You know, I always look forward to Will reaching out to us because he's, mm-hmm. you know, I would I would consider him a very well-informed perspective. Uh, he always brings something good to the game. Well, he's still got that placeholder whenever we uh, pull the Green Lantern. Uh, Will Will has staked his spot as wanting to be here for the torture session that we'll be talking about that movie, and, and he's earned it. So uh, we'll yeah. we'll look forward to join to Will joining us, if not the movie. No, um, you, not you know, the movie. We, we had one the other. We had one actually, an older one as well that I don't think we've talked about yet. Uh, a gentleman who reached out, uh, I think to me, and I think it was on Instagram. Yes. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, and you know we've traded me- traded messages back and forth. He's a he's a regular listener, first time contactor, and uh, got a great perspective on stuff. Nice guy, uh, Mitch. You can find him on Instagram with the handle at Law Champion One. He's got an interesting mm-hmm. perspective. He's an attorney. Uh, he is a motorcycle enthusiast. He is a uh, jujitsu practitioner. He's an interesting guy, um, and he he brought up something that when I. When I read this, it's stuck in the back of my mind, and I'm realizing what happened. So as we've said many times, uh, we often go on tangents on this podcast. It it happens, just the nature of the way we record. Mm-hmm. And we do, you and I both, do a lot of work in post-production editing to get to a good, listen listenable product. Um, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we'll go on a tangent so far that it can it can be challenging to figure out how far back do you trim. I know that we talked about this in the episode, but clearly, and I think I remember cutting it, it was a very convoluted 
far-reaching tangent, and I, I, I think I cut maybe a little bit too aggressively. So Mitch's point, in terms of what he heard on the in the episode, he's 100% correct. I know it ended up on the cutting room floor. Uh, okay. But his response, uh, his his feedback to us was uh, he listened to Aquaman. He said, mm-hmm. I have to tell you something I just heard on your Aquaman episode. I was literally screaming at my phone when you guys were running through the cast and talking about Alan Richson. Um, Alan Richson, he was in the Aquaman movie, and you were talking about his then upcoming role in, in Reacher, replacing mm-hmm. Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher. Uh, to my amazement, you both missed that he actually played Aquaman on Smallville. Now, in your defense, I believe you either remembered that or as soon as I mentioned it, you... I think we just saw it on his IMDb because I was out of uh, Smallville by that time. Got it, got it, got it. So uh, good catch, Mitch. You're 100% correct. Did not make the the finished finished edit. We talked about it, but it got got cut. So good call. Good uh, way to keep us honest, Law Champion 1. So thanks for reaching out, Mitch, and uh, keep listening and let us know uh, how we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Now to everybody's favorite time of the episode the almost cast because <laughs> oddly there are a bunch but i mean aside from harley it's all new characters that's right uh so before ewan mcgregor was cast uh <laughs> nicholas cage okay we've got mm-hmm. an we've got an oddball uh movie villain for this superhero flick who can we get get me get me nick cage well, Nicolas Cage isn't available, so let's go for Charlto Copley, my favorite weird pronunciation of, I'm terribly sorry, it's all me. I should be able to pronounce that word, but it is all me. I apologize, Mr. Copley, for not being able to pronounce his name correctly. Yep. And, uh, oh, he's not available, so uh, let's get Sam Rockwell. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All, all three of those. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Sure. Those are great. Uh, before Mary Elizabeth Weinstead was cast, how dare you? She's perfect. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Kristen Milotti. Yes. Uh, my crazy, uh, or not my crazy, uh. No, no, uh, well, spoilers for How I Met Your Mother, but yes, yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. mother from How I Met Your Mother, and she's also in Wolf of Wall Street. She is, what's his face's, uh, first, uh, girlfriend. Oh, there at the beginning that has that, that huge breakup scene with him. When she when he finds out she's with Margaret Robbie, right? Yep. Um, Margaret Qualley, no idea. Sorry. <laughs> and Sophia Butella, mm. name is super familiar. And then lastly, uh, previously Alexandra Daddario. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she uh, was in um, uh, San Andreas. Yep. <laughs> Oh no! I was looking up the Sophia Butella. Okay. Oh, I'll she go had, for... t- uh, is it S- Sophia with an F and then Butella B O U T E L L A? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Okay, I'm finding her. She's an Algerian actress. Oh. Uh, she was in Kingsman: The Secret Service, so that's the new one. I didn't see it. You did. Oh no! No, that's the first one. The first one. Oh yeah, she's Wait. Gazelle. Oh, she's the she's the femme fatale. She, and she yes. was in Star yes, Trek yes, Beyond. Yes. She was in Jayla. Jayla was her name. Was she the yes. one with the? Yes, she's oh, the she's the white face, black yes, linings, the yellow eyes thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, 
She's good. She's good. <sighs> she's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's no Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, but <laughs> well, who who possibly could be? Who could be? Um, for the wonderful Black Canary, before the equally wonderful Journey Smollett was cast, mm-hmm. uh, Vanessa Kirby. Mm. Uh, she is in. Oh, she's in the Mission Impossible movies. So you've never, you don't know who this woman is. Got it. Oh, oh, wait, yeah. She's she's um in uh, Hobbs versus Shaw. She's or Hobbs and Shaw. She's uh, the the sister, Jason the sister. Statham's sister. Okay, you mm-hmm. know who Margaret Qualley is? Um, who? Once upon a time in Hollywood, she's uh the oh the Quentin Tarantino. You didn't see that? Oh, are you surprised I didn't see uh, a Quentin a Tarantino bit, movie? Yeah. She was also in Fosse Verdon. She was Anne Ranking. Oh, okay. In, okay. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is a wonderful movie, she played the role of Pussycat. She has, she's a member of the Charlie Charles Manson family that mm-hmm. first makes contact with Brad Pitt's character. And she's she's wonderful in that. Yeah. How many You'd shots of her, her feet are in the movie? A lot in their hippie mm. feet. They are mm. not clean, mm. and I cannot understand that fetish. And yeah. Uh so yeah, Vanessa Kirby. Yep. Jody Comer. Uh uh from Free Guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh and Blake Lively. Mm. Sticking with the Ryan Reynolds theme. Okay. We're we're rumored. Uh and for final running, it was, I guess, Journey Smollett, Gugu Mbatha Raw. Anytime you put her in something, I'm gonna watch it. Yep. And uh, Janelle Monet. Uh, I feel like I should know. She's a singer more than okay. anything. She had a brief uh, pop in like her, her zeitgeistness when she was dating um, Valkyrie from Thor: Love and Thunder. Got it. Okay. Yep. What's her name? Um, Tessa Thompson. Yes. Uh, it says here that Lady Gaga was offered a lead role in the film, but she turned it down and is unsure what part it was. Well, I'm pretty sure it was Black Canary. She is. Sure. She, yeah. She's singing. She, she, yes. A hundred percent. And also she, you know, part her hair to one side. She's nineties, uh, Black Canary, you know, I, blonde. I vaguely remember that character. Mm-hmm. Did she have like a cat suit type? Uh, one of the one two of, the, of them did, yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, lastly, last two um, for Victor Zaz. This is our second appearance of Mister Zaz on this podcast. Oh, what was he in? Before? Batman Begins. He's who uh, Scarecrow uh, Jonathan Crane is talking about at the beginning. He says, uh, "Mister Zaz is no more insane than I am, Your Honor." So he's referenced, right? He's he's not. A, he's there. You see him. Oh, you see okay. Him. Oh, because he's in the he's in the 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 court. That's right. Okay. Yep. Got it. Uh, so for that part, uh, John Leguizamo, uh, for you younger kids, first of all, turn off this podcast. It's not for you. Uh, but uh, having a big uh, uh, popularity right now. There's a whole song about how we don't talk about him. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. That's no. right. You're all, everybody, all of the parents out there, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And now that's in my head. Great. Uh-huh. So uh, and then also James Badge Dale. Okay. All right. Always like Woody, his work. Woody Harrelson. 
uh, he was not available because he was doing Venom Let There Be Carnage, playing the same <laughs> character, <laughs> right? But, but, yeah. Um, Matthew Fox, he was not available. He was too busy hitting his wife. Uh, <gasps> oh. And Ed Screen. Um, I believe Ed Screen isn't Ed Screen uh, Francis? Uh, from, uh, I know that name. Ajax. Isn't that Ajax? I think so. Yes. Yes. Francis. It sure is. <laughs> Francis. And mm-hmm. lastly, for Cassandra Kane, aside, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the uh, Peyton Elizabeth Lee was rumored for Cassandra Kane. Right? Again, uh, sorry. did not My look apologies. this person up. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Lee. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, her. Oh, oh. she's um, Andy Back. Who? Oh, you you didn't have to watch The Secret Life of Andy Mack. Oh, on not, Disney. Not got Secret it. Life. Yep. Got it. Okay. No, I did not. I or not The Secret Life of Andy Mack, just Andy Mack. Andy Mack. Mack. Yep. Okay. She is now currently. Oh, is she Doogie? Uh, she's Doogie Kamahola. Uh, Kamahola? Kamahola. Kamehameha uh, MD. And it is, they call her Doogie because in that universe, Doogie Hauser was a TV show. <laughs> okay. All right. I make sure. She's a, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Um, well, let's go through. I mean, some... that's a lot, but that's all I got for almost gas. Yeah, we'll go through some other production stuff. So this movie um, comes out in 2020. I think we mm-hmm. said this on the podcast before. Uh, I happened to be down in Florida visiting Chuck, uh, and this Chuck and I went to go see this in the theater. This turned out to be the last movie I saw in the theater before the pandemic. And then it'll be a couple of years before I get back into the theater. So, uh-huh. um, I think our last and uh, return movies were both the same. This because your return was Black Widow, right? Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, literally we saw it together. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, great idea on paper. You know, less effective in person. We we booked a private screening for us and about uh, almost twenty of our friends. Uh, great idea on paper. Just you know, was it disappointing because? Black Widow is just kind of <laughs> maybe, there as a movie. Maybe that could be it. Could if be we had it. done it for like the Batman, I, I would have been uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this movie comes out in 2020. Um, you know, I would say this movie. And again, I'm really asking myself the question: Is misogyny at play for why I didn't like this movie? I, I don't. I hope it's the answer to that is no. Uh, but this movie... I've made fun of you before for it, you but I don't have. think that's what it... I don't th- I don't really think that's what's going on. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. But but to be fair, who knows? Um, I mean, you are a Marvel zombie, so you just don't like it because it says DC at the beginning. Okay. Because this is literally Deadpool. Mm, well, okay. We'll hold it's that actually for the Deadpool 1 and 2 put together. Movie. Uh, so this is a... You know, this movie is certainly notable. This movie is written... Directed and starring women. It's it's a very female centric movie. The mm-hmm. director Kathy Yan. Um, boy, talk about a big swing! She directs three uh, three shorts, yep. then a film called Dead Pigs that was that she also wrote that was about. It's not rated. I'm My gonna, guess is it may not have had a U.S. theatrical release. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I guess it was about the, dead pigs. Yeah, a bumbling pig farmer, a feisty salon owner, a sensitive busboy, an expat architect, and a disenchanted rich girl converge and collide as thousands of dead pigs float down the river towards a rapidly ma- modernizing Shanghai. So, oh my God! Yeah. Oh, although okay, I was thinking that was a Chinese film. Maybe not. Zazie Beetz is in that. She's 
that's probably the best known I'm, performer. But I'm once again interested in seeing this movie. That's the fe- <laughs> that's the feature film that she directs, uh, which comes out in 2018, and then she helms Bird of Prey. So certainly a swing by Warner Brothers Film, um, putting her in charge mm-hmm. of this movie. Uh, yeah. it, it's written by a woman, Christina Hodson. Um, she's got some credits here that, that she's got a few writing credits prior to this one. The only title I recognized was Bumblebee, which we enjoyed. Yeah, I liked Bumblebee. Oh, I, I liked Bumblebee, mm-hmm. but I also I think I like it more than others because I suffered through all the other Transformers movies. Yeah. So I, I'm like, not only is this good, it's uh, such a leap forward from the garbage we were getting. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, that's certainly a a female led or you know, you know female protagonist movie. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's a wonderful Haley Steinfeld. So yeah, it, it, you right, can't get right. ma- you can't be mad there. I mean, and some wonder she, wonderful kind of retro seventies nostalgia. It, it's Bumblebee is a fun film where move up a decade, and you're right. Oh, was it in eighties? Because the Transformers came out in eighty four. Got it. Right. 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 Okay. Um, and all the Transformers are done like the old TV show. Ooh. They look just like the old TV show. Maybe. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of scratching my head at how this this production makes it to the screen. Um, you know, Warner Brothers certainly spending some money on this. This uh, has a budget between... Estimated between eighty-two and a hundred million dollars, it does two hundred and one point nine million at the box office. So, you know, not a not a smash success. Um, for, well, don't forget, a month after this came out, what happened? Sure, the pandemic. Right, of of course, of course. But um, you know, the, well, I'll go right. The do you want to? Do you remember from last time? Uh, what the IMDb rating of this movie is. Is it like in the sevens? 6.0. Wow. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, so the wiki page, the, the first sentence of the pair of the critical response section is birds of prey garnered generally positive reviews from critics. I mean, I'm going to say most of the stuff on IMDb are a bunch of uh, burner accounts that Jared Leto made up while he was still being method actor as the Joker. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. Um, it is unfortunate that he doesn't realize that you can break character and be a normal human being when the cameras aren't rolling. So you are, of it's, course, referring... Gosh, it's almost like it's called acting. <laughs> so in our five-timers thread, uh, yeah. was it your brother that linked it? Uh huh. Um, that his method acting on Morbius created a problem, just like his method acting on the Suicide or Suicide Squad created a problem. At least in what was it, House of Gucci? Gucci all he was all he was hurting was himself, right? Snorting lines of of uh, sauce. <laughs> what I haven't seen House of Gucci. Does he snort tomato sauce in it? No, there was uh, there was news. Uh, that came out around that, that he was snorting lines of era, era Beata sauce or something. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, but that was his process of getting in character for, for, uh, 
remove the words Arabiata and put cocaine, and I would believe that. <laughs> Everything I've seen from that movie, I'm like, you were all snoring all the coke. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. that movie. Yeah, he's a he's an odd bird that that Jared Leto. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, I you know, I, I'll be honest with you. On the rewatch, I was, I was really peering hard inside this. Why didn't I like this movie? And I, I don't have a good answer. Um, but even at the end of the rewatch, I was like, well, it's better than I remembered. But it still doesn't sit like it, there's still something off about it with me. Okay. So, I don't know. Well, you know how we can uh, maybe try and work that out a little more, buddy. Ooh. We can roll that film. We open with all like the Warner Brothers logo and all that stuff is a little change. And then we get the Suicide Squad sad face. <laughs> then we get wonderful voiceover. They say if you want to tell a story right, you got to start at the beginning. Margot Robbie. And we see animated sperm. <laughs> Too far? <laughs> Fine. This is just sheer delight. The combination mm-hmm. of her voiceover and the animation at the beginning of this. A plus, mm. 100%. Can we go back to the beer for a second? Sure. Where's the beer from? Specifically, what borough? Uh, I did not look. The Bronx. Oh, perfect. Just like Miss Quinzel yeah. with her Bronx accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How perfect. Yeah. So much like a lot of comic book movies now that are just having fun that aren't, there's a shitload of Easter eggs in this thing. Sure. Two right off the bat. The beer that her father trades her for in the cartoon version yep. is called Dinny. Paul Dinny is one of the two creators of <laughs> Harley. Harley Quinn. So in this movie, this is the first time we get live action Harley Quinn and Renee Montoya, both created from Batman the Animated Series in the same movie. Oh, no kidding. Renee Montoya was not an LGBTQ character, obviously, because it was 1991 and, you know, a kid show. And <laughs> they couldn't get away with that back then. They should have been able to, but they couldn't. Uh, what did I miss Renee Montoya in? I don't have him in my notes. Her. Oh, I'm sorry. The character. <laughs> I, the character. Sorry. What, yeah. I'm sorry. What did I just watch? With Rosie Perez? Yep. Had a mental slip. Um, who's the guy that was in makeup in one of the Star Trek shows? Renee Aber... Abergendois. Yeah. Odo. Yes. He was just in an episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She He plays mm. Dee's old uh, drama teacher, and I just saw that the other day. And I don't know why. Sorry. Oh, yeah. may he rest in peace. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the final nail in the coffin of there's not going to be any more Deep Space Nine. When the actor who plays your captain is mentally unwell and uh, two of your main characters are dead now, uh, it's a little tough. It's a hard pitch. It's a hard pitch to fix all that. Yep. Yep. Um, Okay. So during this montage, we also see, you know, we find out how he met the, how she met the Joker. It's very much, they're stealing a lot from one of my favorite Harley Quinn stories, Mad Love. Okay. It was originally a one-off comic drawn in the Batman, the animated series style. And then for the final season of Batman, the animated series, when it got moved around so much and they knew they were done, they're like, we're just going to do Mad Love. It's really fucked up and should not be on a kid's television show, but we're going to show it anyways. Great. 
Like in it, uh, Harley wants to uh, get down with uh, down to clown, as Justin says, with the Joker, and she gets up on a on a thing in negligee and goes. Don't you want to rev up your Harley? Vroom vroom. This is for kids. Was happening? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing is he he she tricks Batman into coming to this place, kidnaps him, hangs him upside down with piranha, which was a Joker plan, but he could never figure out how to get the piranha to smile because. All the sure. fish have to smile with him. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I hung them upside down, so they look like they're smiling. Oh, isn't that great? And he's like, oh, idiot, slaps her, mm. unties Batman, and she's like, sorry, we'll just, you know, this is a mulligan. We'll we'll do this again, and then just beats the shit out of her and throws her out a window. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Is that the beginning of... So, I, so what I do love about this is Harley's flashback or, you know, catching the audience up very quickly gets to... She has broken up with the Joker. Yes, and I think also they're just trying to catch up with the comics because by this point, you know, good for Harley. Yeah, like, d- realizing that you know the Joker might be a little toxic. Um, not a good idea. Did that comic story, Mad Love, did that kind of start the process there, or was it? No, she goes really? back to him in the oh, end. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, the her leaving the Joker is probably only a decade old. Oh really? Even that. Oh, I didn't even. And her re- oh, with okay. Ivy is only five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Which we see her when she's when they were seeing the the slot machine, mm-hmm. showing her exes. One of them is very clearly the uh, Batman the animated series Poison Ivy. Oh wow! Like, Interesting. Oh. Yeah, I, they had so much fun with all this stuff. She buys a hyena in the comics and on the animated series. It was two of them, Bud and Lou. Okay, Abbott and Costello. Exactly. It was deemed too expensive, so like, well, we'll just make one and make it look super realistic. And congratulations, Warner Brothers, you did it. Yes. I, and what is because th- it's an actual dog that they just map no behind kidding. over, oh, so brilliant. all its movements are realistic. That's and what brilliant. Is, what is the name of uh, the solitary hyena in this movie? Oh, that would be Bruce. <laughs> I've actually seen people argue online, like, no, it's an ode to Jaws, because I'm like, no, it's because of Bruce it, it, Wayne. It might ding-dong. also be, but in this universe, it's clear. Uh, wait, mm-hmm. does she know Batman's mm-hmm. identity? She does. Mm. Okay. Oh, you didn't stick around for the end credit scene. I thought I fast okay, well, forwarded. Oh, I must we'll have fast forwarded it. past it. I fast forwarded yep. to the end of the credits. It must have been a. It is like just a, a voiceover cre- at the end of the credits. Oh, well, I'll, okay. When we get to it, we'll get to it. Okay. It was time for Gotham to meet the new Harley Quinn. So then we are in a club. To, uh, we are introduced to Ewan. Can't even make it through one scene with an American accent that's passable. McGregor. It's not a party without a little drama, am I right? Looking like he stepped right out of peak 80s Miami Vice. Sure. It's like 80s Miami's Vice and uh, Studio 54 yeah. had an orgy with each other, yes. <laughs> and thus was birthed this character. Roman Sionis. Mm-hmm. My note here is, you know, all of this, and it, it shifts from animation to live action, of course. Um, mm-hmm. My note here, I think, this is a perfect, as told by Harley, end quote, opening. And you said something just a few minutes ago that I got to admit really puts this in, in great perspective. If you love the style of Deadpool, th- this very much you know hits many of those same uh, mm-hmm. you know feelings. Yeah, and unlike you know, and, and it's definitely not a knock at Deadpool, no. but unlike Deadpool, 
at a certain point, Deadpool Wade stops telling us the story and it just plays out. In essence, by that last scene in this movie where she's driving away and she talks to us again, she's told us the whole story. Got it. Yep. So that's why there's and there's stuff in here that uh, I agree with a lot of people online. I don't think I got around to reading the director if that's what it was or if been retro done this way. But uh, some of the violence in this movie is done in a very specific way that plays into the Suicide Squad. Okay. okay. But again, we will get there. Uh, hey, Todd, I have a question sure, for sure. you. We have this montage. She's popping pills. She's stealing people's drinks. She's having a good time. She's a mess. Have you ever been so drunk that you talk to an inanimate object? Or is this just a movie trope? I have not. Not that I can recall. Who I better preface that. I don't believe I've mm-hmm. ever talked to an inanimate object. How about you? No. Okay. I think it's a trope. I think it, it goes under, you know, oh, my God, I'm in a really intense thing. And let me splash some water on my face. <laughs> splash you know, the water. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know why it works, though, as a trope, regardless, chicken or egg. As soon as that happens, you know exactly how drunk. Sure. Is, I think right? a shorthand for Harley should probably stop drinking. Yeah, <laughs> agree. Right, right, right. During this, we also find out she has been doing roller derby to work with her aggression. She's beating the shit out of people. I, this is our introduction to Cassandra Kane. Yep. She's out with her friends after uh, roller derby. And her friends, not, not our nice, dicks. Not good friends. Yeah. Harley, like, get better I, friends. She told me they're really broken up this time. <laughs> sure, they are, Shell. <laughs> That's why she's still wearing that tacky J necklace. Also, like, if you want to have that conversation, which, uh, you know, yeah, she's still wearing the necklace. She, you know, she's still saying they're not actually broken up. So I get what they're doing, but maybe don't do it while she's going to get you delicious tacos. That's right. Uh, margaritas. And tacos. Oh, were there tacos on the tray, too? I only yeah. sell margaritas. Well, listen, if you're going to have tacos, you got to have yeah, margaritas. Uh, so she decides to do a breakup declaration. And what does she do? <laughs> Well, remember that Ace Chemicals plant where she took a uh, swan dive into the big vat? Uh, mm-hmm. She sees that. She uh, also sees a gas tanker, steals the tanker, throws away her jade necklace before uh, allowing the truck to ram into the Ace Chemicals plant, producing a massive explosion. And we get the title credit, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. And uh, then we do a flashback. To four minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this might be our shortest flashback. It's pretty short, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Rosie Perez. Oh, She's wonderful in this. She really is. So theory number one, I wonder if my dislike of this movie, so the Birds of Prey, and actually Jack was telling me this the other day. He watched uh, probably three quarters of the movie with me. He came down, I think it was 10 or 15 minutes in. He's like, you're watching this? I was like, yeah, sit down. So he watched the rest of it. He said that... He read, now he, Jack, loves this movie, loves Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. He said that, um, he read that this was intended to really be a jumping off point. And although it's Harley's movie, it was really intended to set up a spinoff Birds of Prey in which Harley Quinn would not be a part of that. Are you? Yeah, or Gotham Sirens. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah. They would have become the Gotham Sirens. It would have been Montoya, uh... Huntress and uh, Black Canary. Black Canary. So I wonder if my problem with this movie is that it's almost the Spider-Man 3 that there's too many characters that need too much development. And at the same time, I would have been 
totally happy with just a Harley Quinn movie. Um, so I wonder mm-hmm. if it suffers from like the ensemble effect of, you know, there's too many people, nobody gets enough time, everybody gets too little, and no one except for Harley, who we've already met and loved, y- you mm-hmm. know, if the rest of them, it's just not enough to to fill out the characters, or they're not interesting enough characters, maybe, for the time they have, maybe that's it. What do you think? My only pushback of what happens in the film is the Cassandra Kane we see in this movie. I don't know how we go from you know one of Fagin's urchins in Oliver Twist yep. to uh, Deadly Assassin, which is what Cassandra Kane becomes. Really, I believe she is a Batwoman. Oh, I th- hang on. Let me look it up. Yeah, like like Batwoman. Uh, the what's her name? The sh- the woman who's in John Wick. Oh yeah, she's the fourth Batgirl. Is she a Batgirl or Batwoman? Uh, the DC database says she's the fourth Batgirl. Oh yeah, she's Lady Shiva's uh, uh daughter. Yeah, she's yeah. Hmm. This is my only pushback because Cassandra Kane is a pretty badass character. Hmm. In the comics. Interesting. And I'm I'm just wondering what their thought process was making her mini Aquafina. Yes. Mm. I the, the actress that portrays her is fine. Is fine. Yeah. I, I don't It's just a big jump to get us to a future Batwoman. Yeah. Ella J. Or Bass- Batgirl. Yeah. Ella J. Mm-hmm. Bass or Basco, excuse me. I don't love this character. Yeah, she's the weakest point for me. You know, Montoya's different, but also, you know, Montoya right now is the question in the comics. Oh, okay. Interesting. You can't really just kind of jump there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and Montoya and Batwoman, Kate Kane, the Batwoman that was portrayed by uh, Ruby Rose, almost got married. Hmm. So I wonder if you get rid of one of those characters and everybody else gets a little more development. I wonder if I'd like this more. You know, and also the fact that Cassandra kind of becomes the MacGuffin. Yeah. She stops being a character at some point, and she's just the MacGuffin. Yeah. Or the person to teach Harley humanity. I get that. It doesn't ruin the movie for me. And by no means am I here to say this movie is a home run. Sure. It's enjoyable. It's fun. If they did Gotham City Sirens and we saw these characters again, I'd go see it. Not just for this podcast. Sure. I would, you know, yeah. not like Morbius that I won't see until we pull it from that. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I got to be honest with you. Give me the extension of what happened to Harley after Suicide Squad. I mean, all day long I'm watching that. I, 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 I wonder if it's Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. I don't like those two jammed together. Maybe that's Yeah, it. and I don't like I, – I, I, it feels like – and this is why the – release the air cut people need to stop it it's very clear that they are kind of for the most part being like mm, two squad happened we're not really gonna talk about it yeah which oh boy i know because there's a quick reference to um captain boomerang in this movie there is yep yeah so we get montoya we get mary elizabeth weinstead as <laughs> at this point um well she's an adult, so she's nothing. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't have a name for her right. at all. Uh, the crossbow assassin, right? The cross, <laughs> yep. She's killed a bunch of mobsters. R- Detective Montoya, Rosie Perez, is on mm-hmm. the crime scene and 
as she's in this crime scene, the explosion of the Ace Chemical plant happens again, four minutes in the future, um, which interrupts her her work at the crime scene there. We find out that she was like the top detective. Yep. But her partner at the time took all the credit. So while she made captain, she got stuck at detective level. Uh, that guy actor. Yeah. Is he not the science teacher in Gremlins? <laughs> uh, ooh, he was that I do not know. Um, he was 21 Jump Street. Uh, let's see. I believe, and I believe he has since passed away. Am I wrong on that? Stephen Williams is the actor. He was Captain Adam Fuller on 21 Jump Street. He was in The Equalizer, LA Heat, uh, The X-Files. Like he, He's a total that guy actor. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. He has not passed away. I must be thinking of somebody else. Uh, but he's got, you know, his first film credit is 1975. I mean, the guy's got an impressive career. I don't think he was from Gremlins, but he is. There's a he's a recurring character on uh, uh, Supernatural, I guess. And he 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 was not in Gremlins. That's a different. Right, I got to find that guy. But um, and at one point they're going to a um, a house. I don't know the the story, but obviously they're posing as FBI agents. What are you gentlemen here for? FBI, ma'am. Special Agent Riggs. My partner, Special Agent Murtaugh, we're on official FBI business. Nothing to worry about. I'm in charge of the neighborhood watch here, sir. I would like to know what this official business is you're here about. It's officially none of your damn business, ma'am. <laughs> she walks away. <laughs> nice. And that's been making the rounds lately. I'm like, that's funny. Okay, so the, the teacher in... Dude, where is this guy? Glenn Turman. Glenn Turman. They got a similar vibe. They got a similar look to them. G L Y N N T U R M A N. Oh is so yeah, yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Like they got that same that same feel to their face, right? Yep. yep. Like cast them as brothers. Oh, he was in Super Eight. Glenn Turman. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mister Keo and his lovely wife and daughter. Sionis is uh, interrogating some people. Might be the creepiest scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. And we're only. Oh yes. 10 minutes in, and it's, yeah. without a doubt, the creepiest scene in the movie. Obviously, I like this movie more than you. I like the the shorthand, 10 minutes in, this is all you're going to see in this movie. You're going to hear language. You're going to hear about sexual stuff. You're going to see violent death. If you don't like what you're seeing. Sure. The abort button is pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can yeah, get off right smart. here. Yep. Especially since he's going to spare one of the lives of the four <laughs> Family members that are being uh, their faces ripped uh, off here. Three, I think it's just the man, the wife, and the daughter. I thought there was another kid there too. I think it's just no. I just think it's just okay. Three. Full disclosure, TSPHC Army. I watched this over a week ago. Uh, we've had some scheduling problems, so yes, um, yes. I'm doing this all from memory. And <laughs> yeah, and why is that a snot bubble? Ew, gross. And I mean, how does he deal with that? Oh, I've changed my mind. Peel it off by having Mister Zaz. Cut her face off. This actor, Chris Messina, uh, is a little bit of a that guy actor. I had to go look it up. So if you watched the the Mindy Project, he mm. was like the... I didn't watch the whole series, but certainly in the beginning, he set up as kind of like the romantic lead slash foil against Mindy mm-hmm. Kaling. Um, and he's Looking very different and funny than he does in this. Yes, yes. He's disturbing as Victor Zaz. 
Mm-hmm. Very He's disturbing. wonderful. Zaz is an interesting character, right? He doesn't go back that far in the comics, if I remember correctly. 70s, maybe oh, late 70s, early 80s. Even that far? Okay. All right. Yeah, he was character when I was reading in the in the uh, Victor Z A oh, for some... Victor Zaz. He premiered in Oh, 92. Oh, really? Yeah. Batman's Shadow of the Bat number one, June of 92. Yeah, there it is. I thought he was farther back. Oh, he was created by Norm Brayfogle. Oh, rest in peace, Norm. Yeah. Drew some of my favorite Batman. Really? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. He was... uh, I'm looking here. If you go to the... Oh, yeah. Go to Fandom. Okay. And they've got a bunch of pictures at the bottom, and the bottom four are norms. And it's just like, oh, this character is fucking terrifying. Okay. Um, so the whole thing was he would cut tally marks on his first, he started on his arm yep. of people he killed, and then they just wanted to keep upping it. And by the end, it was his entire body. And even to the point that when Kevin Smith wrote Batman Cacophony, Victor kills some people. They're like he's looking in a like a master bedroom um mirror uh-huh. and they're like dead behind him. He goes, Oh, where am I gonna put these tallies? And he looks down. Oh. And he looks back up and then he goes, Very carefully, I'm like, Jesus, Kevin. <laughs> Stay away from dick jokes for just one moment. <laughs> oh Lord. Holy cow. Uh yeah. Christmasina plays him wonderfully. I gotta be honest with you. It, in some respects, I think he's he's maybe more he's a maybe a better villain than Sionis Black Mask is. I have a question for you sure. about him. Is he in love with Sionis? I can see that. Um, it, it, yeah, yes, yeah, because he and obviously it's unrequited because Sionis would even even though Sionis seems like he is a, a heterosexual. I don't think he would if he was queer. I don't think he would enjoy the fact that. Victor Zaz has all those uh, uh, tally marks all over his body. Yeah, it, it's great. That'd you know, be gross so to him. We see his face, and he's got some what looks to be some recent scars, almost like you got in a bar fight. You know, scar on the eyebrow. You know, that still mm-hmm. looks almost like bloody and stuff. Um, but later, when he's threatening Harley, and he opens his shirt, and you can see that <sighs> at this point, his skin there is no unmarked. He's like, I saved a, a I saved a spot for you, but it's it's amid smaller scars. I mean, it's. You know, he's yeah. clearly killed hundreds of people, if not more. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So we are to everyone's least favorite part of going out drinking, the hangover remedy. <laughs> and um, uh, I want to eat that sandwich real fucking bad. Hot, that breakfast sandwich made on that greasy grill oh. looks amazing. I got to tell you, I watched this. Last Wednesday, guess yeah. what I made for breakfast the next morning? Yeah. That fucking sandwich. <laughs> That's right. Nice, nice. A dash of hot sauce and all. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Does Deadpool? Deadpool does not do this, but it, it underscoring, I think, Harley's tenuous grasp on reality. There's a point where she mixes her internal monologue, which is the voiceover. Mm-hmm. She perceives that as someone talking to her because she basically uh as she's leaving she says something to sal who's made the sandwich to her no one makes an egg sandwich like sal i mean it sal no one as if 
he had heard her earlier statement from a few seconds ago in her internal monologue voiceover. But it's just like a beautiful illustration. You know, we don't get any of that in Suicide Squad. But what you see here perfectly frames up like the whole, I I think it makes the line in Suicide Squad about uh, the voices told me. Mm -hmm. It further raises the question of was she sincere in Suicide Squad? I think there's a, a very plausible argument that she is sincere in the way she presents it in Suicide Squad. Mm Because what you see here, there is no differentiation between I'm talking to myself versus what other people hear and perceive around me. Yeah. There's three ways that Harley is written. Damaged individual Uh who cannot tell reality from anything else because of all the all the toxins and all the and all the trauma that she's had. Someone who is lucid, but is completely in love with the Joker, so does this bit for him. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost like the if I do this one thing, maybe he'll maybe he'll snap out of it. Sure. If I do this, and she's lost herself, like the cop who's been undercover too long. Yep, kind of thing. And then the split, which we get that hint in Suicide Squad of the second one mm-hmm. after she thinks the Joker is dead, she's sitting there on the car in the rain, sad, sad. The rest of the squad walks up, and she. Pops back in. That might be one of my favorite moments from that film. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do like the balance of those two. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think Harley's somewhere in the middle of those. But I think those mm-hmm. are two really good defining points. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we have an amazingly fun chase scene. Uh, so a total that guy actor, if you need the big heavy. Mm-hmm. His name mm-hmm. is Matt Willig. He was an NFL player for... A shit ton of years. I think he was an offensive tackle. Um, but if you I have need no idea the what big, that means, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you need the big thug, yeah, who can act? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not casting him as Hamlet, but the the guy, he's funny. Why does he want revenge on on Harley Casey? Uh, he do you see the one that gets the tattoos put yeah. on his face. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's credited as happy, mm-hmm. and he's happy because. Uh, Basically, the Joker forced him to get the clown makeup tattooed onto his face. Yeah, and she and he and blames Harley because she put the idea in Joker's head. Yep, and we see a little flashback of that yeah. with not Jared Leto. Yeah, <laughs> it's just some dude with green hair. Yep, uh, but it's supposed to. It's very much the the su- uh, it's very much Suicide Squad's Joker. Yes. Um, yep. OG Joker. This is a running theme. Once she realizes she has a target on her back, that when she sees people, it is what possibly could she have done to them. Yeah. And it's played off beautifully when she's finally captured later in the film by Sionis. And just, I the, think my, I, I wrote them down and I'll wait till we get to it because there's a couple in there that are did, did you, fucking genius. Did you pause and do slow advance? Because a couple of them flip through like shuffling a deck of cards. Well, I think, and that's on purpose. You're not yes, supposed to be able course, to read of all of them, but I got the I got the highlights at the okay. beginning. And one of them, Th- I'm just like, good. Jesus, man. <laughs> chase, chase, chase. Does she get arrested? Is that what happens? So, I, How so does she find out about the There's a couple diamond? moments here that I think are poorly executed. At first, it looks like she's arrested. But then next... We see Montoya at the police station. She's trying to convince the captain to let her run with this investigation of uh, Sionis. We get a backstory about the Bertinelli massacre. Mm. Uh, there's a diamond that, you know, is the MacGuffin. 
Yeah. This, the first MacGuffin in this movie yeah. um, that holds the key to the Bertinelli fortune. Captain gives her case away. Um, she gets a call from a woman. You didn't hear this from me. But you got to find her before someone else does. She's got the diamond. And trust me. What, my diamond? Who, who, who's got it? This kid. She's a pickpocket. Her name's Cassandra Kane. That we'll find out later is Dinah Lance, Black Canary, the amazing Journey Smollett. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harley basically, might note, Harley assaults the police department. So clearly Harley was not arrested. But mm-hmm. but the conclusion of that chase scene, that was my first note. I had to go back and erase it because I'm like, wait, she couldn't have been arrested. How is but she now? But then we go back and we find out why. And I can't remember how she it, gets so away because it's it been was a week. Si- it was Sionis's men because that's the deal. That's when Zaz is threatening her. She's been captured right, by Sionis's right, right. men. That's what it is. Thank but you. the execution yep. is so poor. It looks like they're police. And I, I don't think that's the intent, but it it's a confusing hmm. The way it's shot, I think, is confusing. Mm. I can't argue it because, again, been a week since yeah. I watched it. Harley's assault on the police department with her beanbag gun, shotgun, oh, delightful. But are they beanbags? Most of them are. There's some glitter ones. <laughs> what do we get in the Suicide Squad? Harley Vision. Is this just her flipping oh. a switch in her head and not registering the the violence. Mm. Oh, I bl- I shot someone point blank and it exploded like glitter. Well, it's actually blood. Uh, this is the theory that's ooh. online that I read about. I'm like, I subscribe to this. I mean, mm. I also would enjoy very much if she just went in there and was <laughs> hitting cops with bean bags and <laughs> uh, smoke canisters just because she's fucking Harley Quinn. So that's an interesting theory. I, I had not I had not seen that theory. That is an interesting theory. I'll be honest with you. I don't love it. Okay. A point against it is the fact that not every round she shoots explodes in glitter. There's a number of rounds that are clearly They're just smoke. the bean bags. That, yeah. That hit, and it's not like they miss. I mean, they hit. Mm-hmm. And if that was a shotgun shell, it would have been an explosion. A, of blood. Another glitter explosion. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that only some of them are glitter balls, I think detracts from that. I and I'm totally fine with yeah. it just being Harley, you know, on her way to the pl- precinct stopped at like the glitter shop and, and every third or fourth of, one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh th- as an action sequence, this is as good as it gets, right? Yeah. It's yeah. really well done. Margot is so good at I mean we we're not there yet, but when we get to the um the the continuation of this when it's the people the gang. Uh, yeah yeah, the gang following her into the um, evidence locker room. Where the bat flip happens, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, she. It, I'm pretty sure like 90% of that is Margot Robbie. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that. It, so there's some moves that are really complex that have to be a, a stunt woman. And but, also, if it, they have to be for insurance purposes. If she gets hurt sure. doing that. Sure. Production shuts down. Yeah. But there, but there's a lot where you clearly see her face, and I don't think they face mapped, you know, her face onto a stunt performer. They spent all the money on the hyena, so they had no money for <laughs> Well, listen, payment. that hyena is pretty good. That hyena holds up. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, the action sequences in, in this movie, 10 out of 10, regardless of who it is, when it's yeah. when it's Harley, when it's the birds of prey, um, 10 out of 10. Oh, the, the end fight scene is just Pure delight. A sheer delight. Yeah. Again, it's I don't know so why funny. I don't like this movie. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And why is she, she at the police department? Well, 
She goes, Hold up. I'm telling this wolf wrong. Let's rewind. For you to understand why me, the cop, and that dame on the toilet Her name's Cassandra Kane. are all looking for this Kane character, I've got to take you back a few days. And we rewind a whole bunch of the movie. And I just went, God damn it, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> because if we had taken the time the first time through to get us to this point, mm-hmm. you would have lost a lot of your audience, I think. I think we needed to yeah. have the action and then be like, okay, well, this is why this happened. Okay, now we're, we're going. Because it's so frenetic in the beginning. Yeah. If it, it had gone to that scene of the interrogation of her. Sure. It, and, you know, this is a perfect way that Harley would tell this story. Mm-hmm. Right? This is her almost stream of consciousness, the way that she recounts what happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. We see Black Canary. She's singing at the nightclub. So, to your point, clearly Lady Gaga was being considered for Black Canary. That's the. And this is really Jesse Smollett singing. Oh, really? This is a man's world. Uh, Journey. Journey Smollett. Oh, not Jesse. Whoops. <laughs> we don't speak of Jesse anymore. Uh, mm-hmm, that's her brother. Is that her brother? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yes. People uh, make mistakes. If a serial uh, sex offender can win a Grammy last night, uh, I'm pretty sure eventually Jesse Smollett will be welcome back into I the I did Lilac. not watch the Grammys. Who? Uh... Uh, Louis C.K. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. Moving on. Uh, so a lot of things are happening. Uh, this is Roman's Nightclub. Uh, Black Canary is singing. We see Roman trying to make a deal with the Golden Lions. Mm-hmm. I, at this point, I've referred to it as Huntress. It's it's. Uh, I do love this that we, we just keep not getting what her name is. Her practicing in the mirror. Do you know who I am? The Crossbow Killer. They call me the Crossbow Killer. They call me the Crossbow Killer. They call me Huntress. She calls herself. Huntress. Fucking fabulous, if you ask me. That is delightful. And then when and later when she's like, I'm not the crossbow killer! Oh. They call me Helena Bartonelli. For fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Wine said, looking significantly older, and I don't mean that as a dig, but just she doesn't look like a like a young girl anymore. And clearly she's not, but no, oh, she's 38 her, when she made this film. She's her, my age. She, wow, I did not realize that. Uh, yeah. Her face has changed as she's gotten older. Not like Jennifer Grey nose job changed. No, no, but, she's just grown into her face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very. She she looks she, very different as a woman. She just had a baby in uh, quarantine time. Oh, good for her. With Ewan McGregor. Is this where they met? I'm pretty sure this is it. That lucky son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it. I mean, you <laughs> McGregor's, you know, those are two very beautiful people procreating into the world. Sure. Go right ahead. Have a great time. Uh, oh, I said, oh, my note was Black Canary and Huntress. I'm sorry. Black Canary and Harley meet up. Yes. Um, Black Canary is trapped. Oh, I'm sorry. She was born in 84. She's a couple years younger than me. Okay. Just, a, but just a few at this yeah. point. What, at this point, what's three years? Nothing. 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 Well, she's kind of with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi right now. So, well, you're Batman and Captain America. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Captain Batmerica. Captain Batmerica. Black Canary saves Harley from being taken advantage of. Oh yeah. Oh right. This is 
the danger of Harley's night of uh, inebriation, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The old these two guys are going to help her home, and the whole time we're thinking it's they're going to sexually assault her. Oh, sure. They're actually there to kidnap her to bring her back to Sionis. The Sionis's guys. So. Oh, oh, I missed. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I'm pretty sure that is uh, Journey doing all that those fight moves. Yeah, yeah, the action there is really good too. And I really love that the three main birds of prey, or the four, really. Cassandra doesn't really have a fighting style; she's just yeah, wappity wappity. All of Black Canary's fighting is with her legs. She has a lot of roundhouse and and kicks, especially in the end scene. Mm-hmm. Har- Harley's uh, kind of a brawler. Yep. Uh, gymnastics. No, I'm sorry. She's got the gymnastics. Montoya is the brawler. And then Huntress does mostly like boxing style fighting. So they all have their own unique this, fighting this style. Fighting style. Yeah, yeah. I, I really dig that a lot. I did not pick up that that was Sionis's men. I got to be honest with you. I think, I think that's is. something that I think in the same way, it not being clear about who it is that has captured Harley earlier. I don't think that's clear. I think there's some key points in the plot that I think are muddy. And I think it, I think. One of my issues with this movie is that the plot is a little bit muddy in parts. Okay. And on reflection or like piecing apart or talking through it, I I see it, but it, that was not the experience watching it. I, I definitely remember sitting in the movie theater feeling like I was missing something or the plot well, wasn't exactly making how sense. How many beers did you and Chuck have before you went to go see uh, this we, I think we went to a matinee. I don't think we had... I don't think we had more than one or two, you know, which, you know, it's essentially zero. It's basically the same as zero. Oh, boy. Yeah. Roman tells Zaz something. We don't know exactly what, but Zaz then tells Black Canary that she is now going to be Roman's new driver. Mm-hmm. Because Harley has broken the legs of his old driver in the club. <laughs> yep. That's at the beginning. Yeah. Two notes here. Uh, I don't know where they fall into it, but I, at some point I wrote, Harley Quinn is the perfect amount of lovable asshole. Probably in that scene when Black Canary is yeah. saving her and she's bombed out of her mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need your help. I got this. You got this? You sure about that? Yeah, no wonder everyone hates you. Also, I can't remember who is, has them, but someone has two coffee cups that are clearly empty. I don't understand why they don't put some sort of liquid or weight in those cups because he's like, here, here's the thing. Oh, thanks. I'm like, that's not how you, how yeah. you drink coffee. Yeah, yeah. You'd be wearing it drives it me you, nuts Yeah, yep. every time cool. that it's very clearly there's nothing in there. So now Black Canary returns to her apartment. Cassandra Kane is sitting on the stairs. Montoya shows up, tries to turn mm. Black Canary. That's what it is. It's Montoya shows up and and has a coffee for her. And there's this whole like uh, her mom was murdered in the street. Yep. It's so her mom also had the powers. So are we saying that the original Black Canary was murdered? <laughs> mm, That's sure. some dark shit right there. That's certainly the angle that Montoya is trying to use to convince current black canary dinah to uh and does that mean that it's oliver and uh dinah's kid oh is that oh black canary too is their kid yeah Hmm. like maybe we cut back to roman he's meeting with zaz zaz briefs him in on the crossbow killer 
And this is the point where I wrote the note about Zaz being in love with Sionis. This is this scene, just the the his uh his body language and the some of the things he says to him, like, yeah, dude, Zaz wants to fuck Sionis. Yeah, and his outrage later when he finds out that Black Canary has betrayed Sionis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good take. I, I'm good with that. Um Roman shows Black Canary around. He has this collection of Masks, heads, mm-hmm. statues. Uh, totally normal, not creepy not at all. Not creepy at all. Um, Zaz tells Roman that Harley split with the Joker, and Roman tells Zaz to go get her for him. Uh-huh. Uh, now we're down with Cassandra on the street. She is working her pickpocket magic, and she's pretty good. You've got to pick a pocket or two, boy. <laughs> uh, is that Oliver? Yeah. Okay. Because she's the Artful Dodger. Sure, apparently. sure, sure. We see her lift a watch off an old lady. I'm a big fan on YouTube of like the experts critique or the experts breakdown. So there's mm-hmm. one with a guy who's a pickpocket. Um, and this sequence is one of the ones he's reacting to. And he actually gives it pretty good marks. Like there's a lot of things she does where she's, Touching a person in another place to draw their attention away. Draw their attention. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I didn't do any research. I'm wondering if they had like a a, a lift artist come in and. Uh, I would almost guarantee it because unless the actress also happened to grow up as an urchin on the streets, those movements are really good. Like she clearly had to uh, get some instruction there. But yeah. in the process of going down the street, um, she steals the diamond that. Zaz has just retrieved from Gotham Imports, and um, a few moments later, she's picked up by the police as Zaz realizes that the diamond is gone. And as the police Uh are taking her away in the cruiser, uh, Zaz takes off after them, but too late, she's gone, which explains why Cassandra Kane is a wanted woman by Zaz's people. Specifically, Todd, (laughs) what does she do with that diamond? She puts it in the safest place she possibly can, in her stomach. Hey kids, if you're still listening, first of all, sorry for all the language. Uh, second of all, if you swallow a diamond that size, if you swallow any diamond, you're probably going to do some things to your gastrointestinal lining. But a diamond that size, you're going to die because that diamond is going to cut the shit out of your esophagus, your stomach. I mean, hey, hey this Casey. is this is the biggest leap of faith you have to have in this entire movie. Are gastrointestinal issues fun? No. (laughs) No, they are not. No, they are not. Hey there, this is Mike Wyatt Jr., the editor for Night Shift Radio's The Storyteller Series podcast. Over the past two years, we've brought you some of the best short fiction out there and turned them into full cast audiobooks. Now it's my turn to entertain you all personally. The first installment of my five-book series, The Anesian Convergence, is coming out on May 27th. Released by Chris Kennedy Publishing and Theogony Books, the first novel in the series, Last Bid for a Dying Earth, is a near-future sci-fi about Sarah, a young woman who works on Earth's only space elevator for one of the last tickets off our dying planet. She'll do anything to have a chance of survival, even sacrifice her identity and safety under the control of an artificial intelligence. But when a chance encounter exposes a conspiracy that threatens the future of humanity, Sarah must decide whether saving herself is worth abandoning everyone and everything she cares about. 
The first book sets up the rest of the series, which will take place 400 years later, but you won't have to wait forever for the next one. Book 2, Fallen Hunter, should drop a month or two afterwards, followed by Book 3, Focused on the Wind. If I don't get hit by a bus or something, the fourth book should drop very shortly after that. So keep an ear on the ground and your eyes on the stars. The Anesian Convergence is coming to you May 27th. Zaz and Black Canary return to Roman. They report that the diamond was stolen. My note is Roman throws a tantrum. This diamond is my things! Yes. My things! Fucking fuck! I don't ask for much, do I? No. Why is this happening to me? Why? Roman also, the full-on Scott comes out in this scene. Anytime he has to yell yeah. is where he loses the accent. Got it, got it. And I get it. It's hard. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that you makes know, sense. Look at Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson made an entire career of like, hello, I'm an American. Yeah. How are you today? That's right. I'm like, no, you're not. Unique set of skills. Um, now we pick up after Roman's men have picked up Harley. Am I missing? Why did Roman go after? Oh, because she broke up with Joker. Yeah, he, he, wants he her, hates that, her. He yeah, hates he, her, right. That's it. Okay. And it pretty much was just waiting for that. And then we see the list of reasons. And I thought I wrote down more of them. But the one that stuck out to me the most is that she peed in his Brita filter. <laughs> it's not filtering that out. <laughs> nope. You have to replace that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, that's definitely a I hate you for life offense right there. I wouldn't kill someone over it, but friendship over. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, peed in my Brita filter. That's right. So that plot point, okay, I'm re- remembering now. So his men k- picking up Harley, capturing her. Is unrelated to Cassandra Kane. That's right. That right. that makes just sense. happy happenstance that she knows that that the diamond. She somehow realizes the diamond. I mean, she gets punched. And then we get a very quick, very disturbing rendition of "Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend." This is a perfect example of Harley Vision, right? Like it, this twisted reality that she sees. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's. Less harmful, sometimes more harmful. So she gets the idea that uh, she can get the diamond and the kid. Then everything will be square with them. Boom, we jump. Okay, now we're good. We get like a fast forward through the initial part of the fight. They end up in the uh, evidence locker room. And oh my God, well, the slow motion water fighting is Well, at this point, hot. it's the jail part, right? So she wants I to I just wanted to Cassandra. get to the cool part of the fight, though. Yeah, yeah. She wants to free Cassandra. Um, yeah. The, 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 she has inadvertently, by you know smashing the control panel, she's opened all the cells. And I don't know if it's other low-level level criminals resented the influence she had over Joker, who they all fear. And now here's an opportunity for revenge, uh, you know, much like Happy. But in any event, mm-hmm. holy shit, this fight. I mean... I'd say it's, it's almost so good. as good as Rorschach in the prison. Like, yep. right? It's, boy, you do not want to be locked in with Harley, right? That's not going to work out well for you. It's covered in mad love, but while she was getting her PhD, she was also had a gymnastics scholarship. Mm-hmm. It's show not told in this movie, or maybe in the. It, in the they flash, don't in say the it. I mean, they might in the show beginning, it. the cartoon part, I think they show. Her doing some gymnastics. Yeah. Actually, do they show her doing like some karate as well? I feel like at one point she's in a gi. I feel Mm -hmm. like I remember that. Yep. So, yeah. uh, Back when we were first introduced to Sionis, she not exactly spikes the lens, 
But it's definitely an aside to us, and I'm wondering if it's a choice because she's so drunk. What, what is that? Uh, she explain that term. Spike the lens. Uh, looking right into the camera. Oh, got spiking it. the lens. Okay. So she instead of doing this to tell the all the bad things about Siona, she does this, and I'm like, oh, are they spiking the lens? But a drunk spiking the lens, so you're not exactly looking where you're supposed to be. Got it. Because it's all to us. It's all the you know he's got aggressive tendencies, all that stuff. I'm like, right. Thank you for reminding us that. She's a doctor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, she diagnoses somebody at some point. Is it Huntress? Yep. So again, nothing but pure joy uh, as Sionis's men are coming into the jail trying to get Cassandra. Uh, Harley versus the the bad guy thugs. Oh my god! Mm. Even better than the police fight. Oh, oh it's it's all so good. This is a wonderful sequence in the film. Um. This was heavily featured in the marketing, if I remember correctly. Sure. And why? And why wouldn't it be right? Yeah. Her sliding and kicking the guy, and all the water going with the it. Water, yeah, 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 yeah. Harley decides to take in the kid. Yep. They're f- and we are introduced to the gentleman who runs Chinese food store behind, below her apartment. And this is Doc Lotus Flower. Before they get there in the car, Harley basically keeps. Cassandra from fleeing by explaining that there's a half million dollar bounty on Cassandra's head. Cassandra right. says she I can't give it to you. Why not? Because I ate it, okay? We next see them at a grocery store where That's Harley right, is just like sweeping oh. the laxatives into the <laughs> grocery mm-hmm. cart. <laughs> but I, I love the end of that scene. Like you, you see all this stuff going in her cart, and Cassandra's like, I don't have any money for this. Consider this your first lesson. Paying is for dummies. And they just book it out of there. And the amazing stunt of the guy getting clipped by the grocery cart just like barreling over. I'm like, that was great. Yeah. That was really well done. Yep. Harley explains about, you know, Doc. Harley is asking Doc for information. Um, teases the name. Uh, and then we get the backstory that Huntress is the survivor of the Bertinelli massacre. Um, mm-hmm. This is where we get the funny bit where she's practicing her her introduction in the her mirror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. Just sheer delight. It's so good. I mean, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is the perfect combination of visibly threatening in this film, but also has moments of calm for relief. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, now we don't know who Huntress is after. The 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 older mobster who ordered the assassination um is we we see her kill him early on. So we don't know who mm-hmm. she's still hunting. And it was not Cyanus. You would think that it was Cyanus. It's it's not. So we, we no, right. don't know at this point who she's after. We're back with Cyanus real quick. Yep. And my note here in this scene, while his accent is wonky as hell, Ewan McGregor is genuinely terrifying in moments in this film. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only other actor would have that would have done it as good is Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is, oh, sure. has that gear too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just like like ah, he's harmless. Oh, he's going to kill he's everyone. I've absolutely ever frightening. Yeah, yep. uh, a, a young woman makes a mistake of laughing uh, ugly. <laughs> yep. In the mm-hmm. in Roman's nightclub, and oh my god, yeah, he's he's terrifying without doing anything. Right, like it's what he says and what he makes her do is just and the way everyone bends to his will around him. Mm-hmm. It's Harley and Cassandra are hanging out in the apartment, yep. having a good time. Watching 
Warner Brothers cartoons because Warner Brothers, of course, they've got a huge catalog, sure. so why not? And uh, then a bomb gets thrown, or a grenade gets thrown into the uh, window, and who goes to catch it but Bruce? Oh, R.I.P. And Bruce. I wrote, did they just John Wick the hyena? <laughs> Because that's fucked up. So when you kill the girlfriend, it's called fridging. What is it mm-hmm. when you kill the pet? What was John Wick's puppy's name? Uh, that's going to be the question. Yeah. <laughs> that's the answer. I don't know if he named it, but let's see. Daisy. Daisy. So so have we coined the term? So it's, it's getting daisied when you kill the pet. Yeah. They, that's canon it's on canon our podcast now. now. Yeah. They daisied Bruce. Oh, those sons of bitches. Um so, and who turned her turned her in? Doc, that son of a bitch. Who would have thought the guy that was letting a serial killer live in the apartment above his place rent free would be a bad guy? Yeah. Who could have seen this coming? Total that guy actor, an, an older Asian man. Um, I meant to look up his. So his name is Dana Lee. Mm-hmm. He's a man, um, but he's a total that guy actor. Uh, Pineapple Express, For, Rambo: First Blood Part Two. No oh boy. Yeah, he's got 114 actor credits. To- Good for him. Yeah, total that guy actor. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of TV stuff, but uh, he's. I like him. I was disappointed <laughs> when he betrayed. When he betrayed. Yeah. Him. I was like, oh, I like you though. So while that's all happening, Sionis has decided to go full black mask. Yeah. Uh, and we will never, and I don't want them to, we will never get comic accurate black mask. Why? What is? What does that entail? It's the red skull, but black. Yeah. It's okay. literally a black skull that has been surgically implanted on his face. You know, when I saw this, I was like, so he's just the black skull? Was Was my reaction. Right. Well, now they they literally do the mask, but in the comics, he was this heavy for the mob. He's, I don't, I don't know if he's ever in the comics at this level. He's more of a fixer in the comics. Okay. Um, and maybe he gets a name for himself, but his his thing is that he's got a a fucking mask that's been surgically put on his face. Oh, he goes back a ways. He goes back to eighty five. Yeah. 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 He's a terrifying character. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he was in uh, Under the Red Hood. Was he? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's right. So yep. second appearance of Black Mask on this podcast. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, again, you got all of the rogues gallery and, yeah, hmm. okay, that's a choice. All right. But I don't think anyone else would have made sense if they had go- gone to the Falcone or Maroni or any of yeah. those. I it's guess. just uh, yeah. I mean maybe yeah. Also, th- I think they were like we if we're going to build this franchise, we're going to keep them in Gotham. They need to work their way up to the heavies, sure. you know. Black Mask is as we find out by the end of this movie, cannon fodder. Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah. Harley calls in to renegotiate with Roman. She's going to give Cassandra over to Roman in exchange for Roman calling off Everyone who's coming after her. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Roman tells Zaz and Black Canary to bring back the diamond. As they're taken off, Black Canary texts Montoya, and this is the message we saw Montoya get earlier, um, the location of the deal. 
Huntress is following Black Canary and Zaz's car. Zaz sees the text response that's from Montoya, although it says unknown, um, and he realizes that Black Canary has betrayed uh, Roman. He tells mm-hmm. her to pull over. He makes a call to tell Roman that of Black Canary's betrayal, and Roman basically says he's going to meet up with them, and and then he dons the the black mask. Yep. Harley is prepping for the handoff. Cassandra's tied up. Montoya entered, and they are at a fun house, an abandoned amusement park, which is a great location. Yeah, it's dipping into the well of a bunch of Joker stories, the killing joke, you know, a ton of them. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, But if clowns are your motif as a bad guy, you're going to undoubtedly end up at a fun house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The Montoya-Harley Quinn fight is just pure slapstick fun. Yeah, agree. It's so funny. It's as funny as the Harley versus the police and the Cyanus gang is that is like action packed. Yeah. This, this is flips the lever over to fun and it works. And Rosie Perez has come out and said, if they do actually end up making another one, she's going to, as she put it, her fat ass to the gym. <laughs> she was like, I couldn't do any of the stuff. I'm like, Oh, was this supposed to be a different? Cause I wouldn't have liked it if it had been serious or like, yeah. I mean the fact that Montoya, we skipped it, but in this, Oh yeah, talks like an '80s hard-boiled detective, and and she's also an alcoholic, so she shouldn't be in great shape. Sure. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So it, it works. Very true. I mean, it certainly works. In the midst of this fight, Harley gets shot by Zaz, who shoots her with a tranquilizer uh, gun. Mm. Um, we see the Black yep. Canary freeing Cassandra while Zaz is gloating. This is where he shows the scars, and again, if you thought his. His demeanor and face were scary. When he opens his shirt, it is horror show. These look like he just makes quick slashes. In the comics, it is tally marks. And while I'm sure that actor is glad that he didn't have to sit through that, yeah, <laughs> I like that better. That's that's more meticulous and yep. You know, it's it's better. But okay, uh, Zaz tells Black Canary to. To cut Cassandra open, Huntress enters and shoots Zaz. Um, <laughs> very funny bit. As Harley is starting to come out of the paralysis from the tranquilizer, she pulls the dart out of her neck, and Zaz has collapsed next to her. And like she can move the one arm, and she's stabbing. And you can hear him like, oh, 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 oh. I, I mean, it's funny. I mean, he's dying. It's, very it's funny. funny. <laughs> It's a very Harley Quinn thing to do. Yeah. Uh, Let me be make sure I kill you. Yeah, it's Margo. So, I, I, so um, I think we've talked. We probably talked about it off mic, maybe or maybe via messenger. So there's a rumor that um, the actress who's playing Pamela Anderson and Pam and Tommy that she's being looked at for as the next Harley Quinn. I will next be Harley. Qu- oh, yeah. Have you? Oh, have you not seen that? Lily James? Yes. Why? I don't I don't know. Margot Robbie is, you know, she is Chris Evans, Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds is Deadpool. She is like that level. Robert Downey Jr. She's Robert Downey Jr. level. Perfect. Perfectly. You cannot cast. separate them. Nope. Yeah. Agree. Agree a hundred percent. Well, this is all Warner Brothers wanting to do the nuclear option, it seems like, on uh the Snyder and I Airverse. And I'm just like, why? Or yeah, why? Pick and choose. Yeah. uh, And if you're going to do that, but we're going to hold on to, which I'm not mad about, Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman, 
I don't know. It's messy right now. And by the time this comes out, we won't be any clearer on it because the movie wouldn't have come out yet. But if the if half the stuff that is coming out about the Flash movie is true, mm-hmm. I'm very nervous for that movie. Also, I'm not really excited to uh, support, obviously, someone who needs some help with their anger management and alcohol intake. Yeah, yeah. This is now the third time they have been in the news for assault. So, I don't know. Mm. Oh, I must have you missed know, the Grant- second one. As, so, you're talking about Ezra Miller. Yeah. I missed. Yeah. I must have missed the second one. I saw the last yeah, one. Yeah, it, ha- it happened and went pretty quick, okay. but I thought there was a third one. Oh. But, you know, I, I got to say is, you know, Grant Gustin is holding up a, an entire Flash show that people still love because of him. Like, there are people like, yeah, the show's garbage, but Grant's great. I'm like, yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know. I haven't watched it in years, I, I, but he I, is great. I want to be very, very clear. I do not dislike the DC movies because they're DC characters and stories. I sure. dislike Warner Brothers films' strategy of making yep. DC movies. I think their strategy is garbage. They've had some high points, but overall, the run rate, you know, the average is just abysmal. I don't understand why they're doing it this way. Yeah, well, and now that they're, like, on a path, it seems like they're getting off the exit again to try and fix stuff in the way nobody wants. Yeah, right? Give us some traction. Let us Mm. sink our teeth into a character in a role, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. What the hell is up with this bow and arrow stick? It's not a fucking bow and arrow. It's a crossbow. I'm not 12. (laughs) I love this chick. She's got rage issues. I don't have rage issues! They they all get weapons, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I just want to say this movie had the balls to do what Suicide Squad didn't do and give Harley a giant fucking mallet. Yeah. (laughs) And that makes this movie wonderful yeah, yeah. yeah she has a mallet because she's insane of course she does right it certainly fits she's at a fun house in an amusement park of course she yeah. has the big mallet yeah what um what is harley quinn on during this whole fight sequence how is she what's her mode of transportation oh she's oh she's changed into roller skates when the fuck does she have time to do is you change we learned mm-hmm. that Zaz was essentially the trigger man, the person who opened fire at Bertinelli's family. And, of course, he uh-huh. was the last member of the crew that Huntress had to kill. But, um, you know, the, 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 the other birds, you know, convince Huntress that Cyanus was behind that and that, you mm-hmm. know, he, her work essentially isn't done. She's got to take down Cyanus as well. So as yeah. everybody, you know, you get the classic trope of, um, Roman has arrived with his army. Uh, Roman now <laughs> yeah. is Black, Black Mask has arrived with his army. The birds are essentially trapped, and you get the wonderful trope of I think it's done very well in From Dusk Till Dawn when the gang retreats to the storeroom and it's, you know, what do we got? What weapons do we have available? Because whatever we got next to us is what we've got to fight our way out. Does Silver have something to do with vampires? That's werewolves. I, I know silver bullets are werewolves, but I'm sure silver has something to do with vampires. Well, does anybody have any silver? Okay, then who cares? So Sionis gets his hands. We can we can skip to yeah, the fight. The fight's great. There's some great moments in it. Taking advantage of Warner Brothers access. Now it is a separate company, but they must give them a sweetheart deal. We saw it in Watchmen. They access that Warner Music catalog. In this case, the fight starts out to Hart's Barracuda, and mm. holy shit, an, another great pairing of action to music, right? It, yeah, it's 100%. as good as uh, Thor Ragnarok, the immigrant song, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, just a delight. Yeah, it's right up there with it. Of course, since they're in a fun house, part of this fight chase, they go down a slide. Yep. Uh, Huntress realizes that there's one guy following them. She holds herself up, gets in behind him, and enters the end of the scene, stabbing the guy to death, using him as a slide. What? You are so cool. God, it was hot. More fight ensues. Sionis kidnaps Cassandra, runs off onto a dock because Gotham City is a pure city. So, of course, right across something the has to bay happen at the docks. How do you keep making that joke? Um, until it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I Well, guess what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we're there. You know, here's a critique. Uh, Black Canary yeah. has her mother's sonic powers, right? This, like, mm-hmm. sonic scream. Why the fuck does she wait until this point? Like, she... Like, why doesn't she use it? Like, when they're trapped. I think it's a one and done, it seems like, with her. Because she does it the one time. Oh, and it kind of takes a lot out of her. Kind of It takes a lot out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, So, uh, you know, don't use until the absolute last moment. I think that's what she does. Okay, Um, that's fair. They're on the pier. And the pier is covered with statues because Gotham City. Sure. Um, And there's um, fog, so... Harley's got the game of who's the real and who's the yeah. mannequin. Montoya uh, gave her her gun, but she only had one bullet left. So Harley's yep. got one shot, make a count. And during the 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 weapon up, we see Cassandra get really excited about a grenade. That's Someone right. tells her to put it down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And thank goodness she didn't because she stuffed it in Sionis's uh, pants. Yep. And uh, Harley body checks him off the pier and, hey, remember when we were doing Captain America Civil War? And I was like, how long is a fuse on a grenade? Yes. This is a 10-second fuse. They are not Again, 10 seconds. I can tell you yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So anyone who wants to say that I favor DC over Marvel, I point it out in both. I'm here to be pedantic and point out <laughs> stupid moments like, hey, the three-second grenade is Probably all you're going to yeah, get. Three that, to five at most? Uh, five's probably pushing it. Probably. Maybe older ones when it was an actual fuse in there, not a timing device. Uh, I mean, it's still, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Three to five, sure. Well, hey, guess what? It's, it's not definitely ten. not ten. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> ten gives you plenty of time to pick up the grenade and throw it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But clearly ten is not enough time to reach into your pants and grab the grenade because <laughs> as he goes over the edge of the pier... Holy shit. <laughs> that guy's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, there's no coming back from that. We see him separate. <laughs> he hits the water in like at least five different pieces. It's pretty violent. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty great, but it's pretty violent. Like, like you're like, oh, maybe he'll get it. Oh, no. He's, no. Nope. Nope. He's, he, he's not there's no, there's no, clearly, uh, Ewan's contract did not have sequels in place because it did not. Yep. Well, he's. Too busy now being Obi-Wan Kenobi. Probably better for that. The crew celebrate with margaritas. Uh, In the middle of that, Cassandra has to go to the bathroom. And finally, the diamond is out. Um, Harley steals Black Canary's car. She leaves the birds behind. That makes sense if they were setting setting them up as a spinoff because Mm -hmm. Harley's no longer part of them, right? She's gone. Um, And who knows? The spinoff could still happen because technically... The only reason the movie didn't get made is because nobody was making movies. Yeah. And, you know, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead had a kid. Yep. It's a good wrap-up. Um, so Montoya quits the department. 
Uh, Huntress gets her family money back because she was able to get the information off Acc- the diamond. Right. The diamond had the had the access codes to the offshore bank accounts, yep. and in doing so, she upgrades her uh, her costume to as comic accurate as they're gonna get without bringing up the fact that uh, she is a heavy heavy Catholic. Oh, really? Like literally, the huntress costume has a cross here. Okay, got it. She is super Catholic. Got it. Like. I don't know. Marvel doesn't do it as much. The only characters I can think of are like Ben Grimm and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that identify with their religion. Sure, sure. There are multiple characters in the DC universe that identify with their religion. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But her little goggles that she has, well, when she pulls them up like this, it gives her the Huntress mask. Oh. Just like, uh, Miss um, Hathaway's yes. uh, cat ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. All Huntress needed was the access codes off the diamond. She got that. Harley ends up with the diamond, which she pawns to start to fund her startup, Harley Quinn and Associates, badass motherfuckers. <laughs> she recovers Bruce. Bruce survived. Yeah, Bruce alive. He wasn't Yay. daisied. Oh, thank God. And she finally gets... Never daisy them. <laughs> and she finally gets her breakfast sandwich. Just looks as delicious as the first time. A little wink to the camera at the end. And movie. Except during the end credits. <laughs> at the very end, when the MPAA symbol goes by and all that stuff's going by... She comes back on, kind of does a Ferris Bueller voiceover. Are you dummies still sitting there? Fine. Since you stuck it out this long, I'll tell you a super-duper secret secret. But you can't tell anyone. Okay. Did you know that Batman... And movie. That's right. Hey, Tom. Yes, yes. Who was your favorite character? I, I mean, listen. Harley Quinn. It's her movie. It should be her movie. I love Margot Robbie. I love her as Harley Quinn, hands down. Uh, any? Oh, yeah. It, any question? No. Yeah. No, uh, honorable mention to Mary Elizabeth Weinstead because Mary Elizabeth Because Weinstead. reasons. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the same reasons. I was talking about this with uh, Michael and Caleb yeah. the other day. And Michael, both, they, they liked the movie too. And uh, Michael's like, I think you and I like the movie for the same reason. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Guilty. No, yeah. I mean, she, she doesn't detract from the movie for me. No, no. Um, Casey, what is the best scene? Oh, it's the Cassandra Kane breakout, breaking her out of jail. Yeah. The, that whole sequence is just fucking great. Yeah. I, I think you can pick just about any action. You can pick any action sequence, but that certainly is as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with mm-hmm. you. Yep. Uh, Todd, do you have any scenes that you would cut? So... You know, disregarding my earlier comments about too many characters, which I still think might be part of my dislike, um, not cut as much as I think clean up. I I do think mm-hmm. when you're telling mm-hmm. a story with as much jumping around, I think you need to be extra clear in what's happening, or it ends up muddy. I I remember my reaction when I saw this in the theaters to being like it was a little confusing and not in a oh like a I've un you know solved a puzzle kind of way, more like in a frustrating way. So I would yeah. I would definitely clear up some of those things that we talked about. Who Harley's picked up by, um, 
the, the, the why she's picked up by Sionis's men and what that the timing it, it it's a little fuzzy and I don't think it adds to the the movie. How about you? Uh, no, I, I I agree with that. Maybe some some trimming and hedging and and clearing of uh, buffing out some of the storyline. But I don't think there's anything I would cut mm-hmm. because usually we cut to enhance the plot. Sure. I don't think cutting anything is going to do that. Yeah, agree. Yeah. And then finally, Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? The Birds of Prey. Every single one of them is having a blast with what they're doing. It's it's all sure. all the Birds of Prey. And, and specifically not Margot Robbie, who she said after this movie came out, and actually I was looking when we were talking, that, that rumor about Lily James, um, she said after this movie came out that, you know, playing Harley is exhausting. It's hard work. It's it's manic as fuck. Sure. You know, that's that's why. Sure. Every scene, every scene you're at a ten. Yeah. I think she's wonderful, but I can see how she may not be having a great time, you know, even if she loves the character. Well, that suffering that you are going through, Miss Robbie, pays off because you are a delight as Agreed. this character. Yep. Yeah. Now, as we said earlier. The IMDb score for this movie is a 6.0 out of 10. Casey, how do you rate it? Uh, bump that up 2.5. 8.5. is a solid B-plus movie. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that I can go. I, you know, it, it, I enjoyed this more on the rewatch, and maybe because, you know, some of those things that weren't clear, I had the benefit of now I've seen it again, and I'm seeing it at home. Uh, maybe a seven out of ten. You know, okay, more than I liked it the first time, but I still think you know there's some things you could you could fix here. And I am not ride or die for sure. this movie. If if you had said I'm going to keep it a six, okay. Yeah. I mean, mileage may vary on how you like this movie. Okay, that's fine. Um, I think I know the answer to this one. Dad's breakdown. Do you watch it with no. the kids? No. So it is a. So to be fair, it is a rated R movie. Uh, and it and it is hard it R. Is R. The only yeah. thing missing from the only thing missing from this hard R movie is tits or ass, and you know that's true. There, there is no sex. It is uh, all it's it's a violence R. And speaking of dicks, uh, the uh, critic troll that is Grace Randolph. Okay, I don't know. I'm not familiar she, with them. There's oh, she's a horrible person. Oh. She decided to start running a thing that they were. The reshoots for this movie were to cut out a dick pic storyline, and the director came out and said that's fundamentally not true. Ooh. Uh, she's been called out by direct by her by James for, like, Gunn making up shit. Yeah. Oh, that. And you know James Gunn's going to come after you Do, if you make up shit. That's true. Like <laughs> that's the thing totally that she said true. was that the reason Thanos isn't in Guardians of the Galaxy is because James Gunn didn't find him to be an interesting character. James Gunn went, no, it's not that. It just didn't work for the narrative we were trying to tell. Fuck fuck you, lady. Holy cow. Um, Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, yeah. so uh, for your daughter, no, Jack loves this movie. Uh, Sure. In fact, a little miffed that, you know, he missed the first 15. He's seen it before, uh, but he loves Harley, uh, and he loves this movie, and... uh, yeah, so depends on the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Casey, you you said earlier that um, by the end of this episode, people would know the last two movies of this season. This was episode ninety eight. Sure do. So we've got yeah. episode ninety nine, and then the big one hundred coming up. What are we going to be watching? 
Well, first let's pick from Thor's helmet. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do let's do things in, in, in order here, sir. All right. So even though we just did a chaos movie, we we're not gonna have chaos here. Sure. Come on. Now. Okay. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. Getting to the dregs of the it's a it's a larger title, I can see out of my peripheral uh, vision. Uh-huh. Oh fuck. Oh. Damn it. So it's a hero that we've uh, that we've watched already on the podcast, but it's a different casting, and we we set it as a different series than the first one we watched. So um, a character I love, Hellboy, but not oh, not we're watching the, Harbor's Hellboy. We're watching Harbor's Hellboy. All right, uh, okay. Just in time for Stranger Things to come back. Do we have a release date for that? Yeah. Oh. What yeah. uh when's it by the time this comes out? Uh insert the gif of Colin Farrell going. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> no idea. I can look. Hang All on. right. So while you're doing that, we will uh bring up the 2019 trailer for David Harbour as Hellboy. Well, let's watch that trailer. They warned us that something was coming. If there is ever an end in this forever war, it will be because of you and your strong right hand. I'm on your side! Sorry, my bad. We're the line in the sand. We fight against the forces of darkness. This is Earth. We're expecting a sign that says secret headquarters. Oi. I need some ID, love. Um, are you serious? You made me a damn weapon. I just wanted to help you become the best you. Some dads get their kids Legos. Got to be saving the world or Does it do anything special? Yeah. It smashes things real good. You are mankind's best and only hope. I thought we were supposed to be fighting monsters, not working with them. Who are you calling monster, pal? You look in the mirror recently? He's an asshole. Sorry! I interrupt! On the contrary, we've arrived just in time. So I'll say it right now, this should have been a better movie. Hey, uh, a mere four days after this, the, the uh, Hellboy comes out, yep. will be the premiere of Stranger Things. Season. May, or Sorry, seven days. Sorry, the week after. What are we on? Season four, right? Or three? Four? 19. I don't know. Yeah. 
You're asking me to do a lot of math right now, dude. Uh, uh, four. Oh, the and there are oh there are titles. Oh, on IMDb. Uh, so you can well they're all being released in a in a in a chunk together. Well, the first five are, and then the final four will be released July first of this year. Got it. Got it. Okay. But the very first episode of season four is called the Hellfire Club. <laughs> and then, so that kind of oh, and that kind of works with and then Vecna's curse. Vecna, one of the iconic uh, villains of Dungeons and Dragons, but. Hellfire Club kind of goes in the theme of "You're welcome, David Harbor." That's right. That's right. Also, David Harbor, if you want to come on our podcast, we're totally fine. Yeah, you seem like a really cool dude. All right, so uh, why don't we watch that trailer? We already watched watched that trailer. So, yeah, stop playing the trailer. Move on to the next thing. Should have been a better movie. Okay, do you want to make a guess at the IMDb rating for the 2019 Hellboy? Uh, I'm going to start by saying not good. I believe this got trounced by a bunch of stuff. Is this like a five? Five point two out of ten. Oof, but doof. Yeah. And this is a character I'm. I, I could, if they never made another Hellboy movie, I'd be like, okay. <sighs> I, I'm fine with Hellboy. I don't hate Hellboy, but I'm just kind of like, bah. yeah. I know. Okay, so that was. A movie. Birds of Prey or the, uh, the Fantabulous Emancipation yeah. of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Sure. Well, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. All right. Exactly. So, Casey. Now that we got that out of the way. Yes, yes. So for our 100th episode. Yes. Dear listeners. Oh, sorry. We're going to do something right there. <laughs> fun. You're just that excited. Uh, and we are going to do a live episode. Now, <gasps> I know. covid COVID's on the rise again, and we've tried to live episodes during COVID, and it didn't work. Yep. We're going to do this as a online live. So if you join us for the episode, you'll be able to see our dumb faces <laughs> while we talk about uh, a movie that is not in the helmet, nope. but is through an asterisk. We did Batman Mask of the Phantasm, and that is a continuation onto the... Not as well received, but it's gotten better through the lens of time. Uh, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker. With possibly some special guests. That's right. That's right. Not going to want to miss this. So um, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we'll be marketing the uh, the live event. You'll have information on where you can go to... Um, so, well, my assumption is it'll be on uh, our our uh, parent company, uh, Night Shift Radio's YouTube channel, would be my guess. Although we'll, we'll figure that out. But by the time you're listening, we'll leave to this, that up to our podcast yeah. daddy to figure out where we're going to put that. But uh, you're going to want to join us. Um, go watch Return of the Joker if you haven't seen it before. It's delightful. Obviously, we're mm-hmm. going to spoil it, so watch it ahead of time. But uh, we, you know, and also what we've talked about for the live episode. I'm really excited about it. I think there's some some really exciting stuff to happen. You're not going to want to miss it. And also, uh, so that'll be June 17th if you join us for the live. If you don't, your ass is going to have to wait a week to get the episode. That's right. We're we're gonna take a week off, and so this episode will that episode will drop June 24th. Got it. So all right, if you want to stay in line with the 
uh, every fortnight uh, of our releasing of the episodes, you got to join us for the live. Yep. All right. It's exciting stuff so as we close let's out season five. Yeah. Not watch that. I was going to say, let's watch that trailer. But no, we'll, we'll watch it next, next time. Next time, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to put two trailers in one episode. Nah, that's madness. That's All right. So, uh, well, hey, hey, while we're talking about Night Shift Radio. Sure. Gosh, you know, they made a movie. They sure did. And Todd, you're in that movie. Casey, you're in that movie. Holy shit. Yay. Uh, in our in pa- that movie. In our podcast, Daddies, Michael and Caleb, guests are on our in that episode, movie. are in that movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole, like, thing. Like, so I think we ma- they made a movie. I think by the time this drops, I think that will have been, the edit will be done. I'm, I know there's a plan to, to, to get the movie to some festivals. I'm not sure if it'll be available yet for broad distribution, but certainly uh, check out nightshiftradio.com. Mm-hmm. And, and that's rad.io. It's the easiest way to get to all of our stuff. Okay. NSRAD.io. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you will find more information there. Somnium is the... Uh, the short sci-fi horror film. Mm-hmm. Very Black Mirror. Yeah, worth uh, worth checking out. So very excited. Can't wait to see that come to fruition. Well, Casey, um, you know, if people's got if they've got some questions, they've got some thoughts. We shared some reshoots and reactions earlier. Let's say people need to get in touch with us. Where can they track us down? Well, why don't you go first? Because that's what keeps fucking me up okay. when I do mine. Sure. So. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on a variety of platforms, Twitter, Instagram, now TikTok with TMP mm. in SYR. Uh, I've got a website, uh, TMP in SYR.com. Casey, how about you? Where can folks find you? Well, I'm not on TikTok, but uh, but I hope to be one day. No, uh, it's uh, Twitter. Jesus, that word just left my Boy, brain. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. Instagram, I am not dot Ryan Casey. The podcast itself has a Twitter of TSPHC tweets and an Instagram of Superpod HeroCast. You can also email us if you want to, you know, talk to us one on one at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Yes. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be, Be heroic. heroic. Yeah. All right. Episode 98. Done.